had been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy And we are back. Season two premiere, G-Mac and Winnie in the house. How you doing, big fella? Well, you're in your house. I'm in my house. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I'm looking at the calendar. What's today? J- January 7th, 2021. Or as, or as I saw it dubbed December 38th, 2020. Yeah. Uh, or as I say, uh, season two premiere. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that that sounds better yeah the season two premiere a lot better um we can jump right into sports like we always do i don't want to keep you on the phone too long today uh um, mr mr the handsome one from myrtle beach uh gave me a gave me some breaking story that we could break on the podcast oh shoot um, um the new york mets have acquired francisco lindor from the cleveland indians oh boy the Mets with are making Carlos moves Carlos with their new owner stuff. already. Yep. Uh, this guy wants to spend, and the Met fans have been dying for an ownership that has been wanting to put money into a team for, it seems like, 20 years. Can he buy the Knicks? I wish. Uh, <laughs> they are playing well, though, and I don't want to jinx them. So, uh, let's, let's let that rock. We'll keep that moving. Uh, this weekend, big, big uh, playoff games. They added two extra teams to the playoffs. This year. Well, one on each side. Uh, now there's uh, seven teams in each bracket. Only the number one seed gets a bye instead of the one and the two. Uh, we'll start with Saturday's games. I, I went and checked the weather for all these games ahead of time. So uh, game number one is uh, Colts at Bills. 36 degrees and sunny in Buffalo. Yeah, man. Uh, Buffalo's riding a hot hand right now. But listen, Phillip Rivers has that team in Indianapolis looking better than they have in years, even with Andrew Luck. Uh, the, uh, but my consensus is still going to, it's still going to be Buffalo. I'm going to ride that out. Yeah. I like Buffalo there too. The Colts run the ball very well. So if by some chance, but the thing that worries me about the bills is their defense at times disappears. It if, does. if they could, if they had the defense from the nineties and the offense they have now, I, I think they'd win, win it all. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills too. The Colts, if they happen to win this game, it's gonna be one of them 17-14 kind of games, you know, and the just grind it out games. Um, oh, yeah. Second second game is the Bears at the Saints, and that's indoors in a dome. Um, my gut tells me the Saints, but they always find a way to lose in the playoffs like crazy. People stay in games they shouldn't be in. And it's kind of been noted that this is going to be Breeze's last run, so that might get him enough motivation for a week. But I don't, I don't see them going deep in the playoffs. The Saints, I, I do see them winning this week. I just, I don't think 
Chicago has enough offensive firepower to uh, to really hang with them. Um, you know, Trubisky has been super inconsistent. He's played well as of late. Uh, they could have used a little more out of him on Sunday. Luckily, they backed into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I mean, New Orleans, for the first time all year, seems to have all their weapons. Will that be enough after round one? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think Trubinsky would be phenomenal in a Tennessee offense. Play action, tight end, run heavy. You know what I mean? Like, he's very good, mobile pocket. Maybe even a Cowboys offense. It's really unfair to that kid because if you looked, he hasn't had a marquee player. You know, people say Allen Robinson. Listen, the guy, he really... To me, I don't know. I think there's a lot of hype there. I don't really see him as being a true number one receiver. Right. Um, and look at his really stats. He's got great there. stats as, as a quarterback. Uh, as yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I think he was six and two going in last week's game. So we yeah. both agree on the Saints. We both agree on the Bills. And then uh, the Buccaneers at Washington, forty-seven, partly sunny. The cold's not going to bother Tom Brady. Uh, Washington, I. They got a really good pass rush, and if um, Arians doesn't check down to his quicker, faster offense and stop that deep ball stuff, they could be one and done. My father and I talked about this game a little bit, and I said, you know, I expect, I do expect Tampa to win. I expect it to be a much closer game than people are going to think it's going to be. Um, Brady this year, the only thing he's shown propensity on a couple of occasions is getting that turnover bug. Um, he's had multiple pick games a few times. He's going to be playing without Mike Evans. Um, so I think there's potential there for an upset, but I still think Tampa's going to, going to probably nail this one down in round one. I agree. And I think this is a type of game that Gronk could take over. Yeah, if used properly, he absolutely could. Yep. So then we'll go to the Sunday games. Rams at Seahawks, straight rain, 49 degrees. I, I That, to me, says Seahawks all the way. Yeah, Seahawks won't walk in away. I mean, Goff's not even playing. Um, Cooper Cup, I think, is still on the COVID list. I don't know if he's going to be active in time. But there's just too many unknowns with the Rams. That, that plays right into Seattle's wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't know if there's going to be. I don't know. Seattle isn't allowing fans. I don't believe. Uh, Ravens at Titans, partly sunny, forty six, and that I mean that I think matters because if uh, if it was rainy, I would one hundred percent say Titans. Uh, only that it's partly sunny, which I mean that could be wind that affects the ball. Something about Titans at home. I feel Titans at home hold serve in a. Crazy finish. Close game, crazy finish. Yeah, I, I, me and my father discussed that one too, and I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the best way to deal with uh, Lamar Jackson is keep him off the field, and Derrick Henry is the medicine for that. You know, he's going to get the ball 30 times. Um, Tannehill's going to be smart, um, playing a lot of check downs, and, you know, I... I that could be twenty one seventeen. That could be twenty four twenty one. I could see a wild finish, like you said, but I think it's going to be a more lower scoring game. 
I agree. And Tannehill can beat you with his legs, too. He can. If he needs to. And then the big boy matchup. Cleveland at Pittsburgh, 31 and cloudy. Um, Cleveland is a mess right now. Their whole entire coaching staff, I think, is on the COVID list. Their special teams coach is going to be calling it. Um, I'm not picking against them. I, that, I mean, that's where yeah, I know you're going to go. You'll go Pittsburgh, and that is a smart pick. I just can't pick against these guys. Well, um, don't don't think that this was an easy pick for me. I think Pittsburgh is very was very fortunate when they played teams. I think this year they played a lot of the right teams at the right time. If that makes sense. I think Pittsburgh is very spotty. I think what the if the Browns can utilize the tight ends on rollouts like Baker likes to and pound the rock with those two stud running backs, that's enough to keep them in, in the game. And, you know, they've got to force Bennett to making some some bad plays. It's it's not gonna be easy. You've got uh, coaching, like you said, a coaching staff that's decimated, which is crazy to think about. Um, you know, a lot of times it's it comes down to the comfortability between the quarterback and their coordinator or the quarterback and their head coach. And they're not going to have that this week. So it's going to be interesting, but I'll stick with my brownies. Uh, the, the one, the one um, wild card here is who knows? Sometimes uh, teams excel when when their coach isn't there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's win this one for him. They rally around it. They rally around it. And you, and the other thing is you never know if they give Baker car blanche what happens because he can work his legs too. You know, oh, so, yeah. so I mean, there there's some options there because he can beat you with his feet as well. Um, so that'll, that'll round up that stuff. I mean, we touched on MLB and the Mets with their acquisition that happened just short short time ago. Uh, we skipped over the Knickerbockers because we don't want to jinx them. And we touched the uh, NFL uh, playoffs here. Uh, go ahead, Looking buddy. at the Jets head coaching vacancy, I did see before we got on the phone that um, they interviewed Marvin Lewis. I think that would be terrible. Terrible. The, the, the guy is a good status quo guy. They never advance. You know what I mean? Like, he, he had good records in Cincy. You're looking at a team that needs a complete culture change and to bring in a retread um, of a guy whose best coaching years are probably 10 years in the past. Yes, I agree. Um, it never works when you're out of football and come back. The interesting one my father told me about today was they're going to interview Aaron Glenn. Now, whether that's – and he's a, he's a D-backs coach for the Saints – whether that's just a – we're going to give an interview to one of our good old boys. Well, I was going to say an all-time Jet, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the pick. I want to see BME get a fair shot at it. I think they just need – they got to go in a, in a whole new direction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think both of our teams need that. Yeah. You know, um, the Jets are just in a position for it. Uh I would like to see him get a head coach and then the head coach hire the GM kind of thing. You know, somebody that they have the same mentality and they're going to work together instead that's, of that's the thing. It's got to be it's got to be a complete team effort from top to bottom. Uh, here's the thing: now you're sitting at the second pick overall. 
Justin Fields may have surpassed uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'll say this. We've talked about it before, and I, I said it to my father, too. Who's the last good Ohio State quarterback to hit the NFL? Well, No, and I agree. But what I'm saying to you is if Justin Fields surpassed him, because a lot of people are saying like his stock keeps rising, right? And the Jaguars went with Justin Fields. Do you take Trevor Lawrence? Nope. I, I trade back in the first round, and I take the kid from BYU. Yeah. I like that kid. That kid's a good quarterback, that kid right there. Damn good quarterback. Yep. Uh, and you know who else? You know who else I think is uh, he's going to be an okay backup in the pros is Ian Book. Where's the kid from Notre Dame? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That poor Again. bastard. He's got a great record, but he's he's always on the run. They had, they had no line the last couple of years. And somehow he pulls it, you know, he pulls it out. And that's that tends to be the the track record with Notre Dame. I mean, outside of Joe Montana, Notre Dame and USC too. <laughs> you, yeah, you get a, you do get a lot of decent backups, but uh, you never know, man. It's it's a whole different whole different time in football now. Yeah, it it, it sure is. It's changing. All right, so uh, second, we moved on. We uh, we did our sports review. Um, and now we are up to our top five binge shows. Top five binge shows. Uh, I just did a five through one kind of thing. I didn't do any uh, honorable mentions because there could be a hundred. So what's, yeah, your, what's your number five? Number five for me, uh, I, I got old day and new. Um, Oz will always be a show that if I can find season one and I can track it to season two, I'll watch the whole thing all the way down, all the way through. To me, it was an iconic HBO series. Yeah, um, that's a good show. Uh, if you have so HBO or HBO Max, I think it's on there. Yeah, so many good actors came out of that show. Uh, yeah, Oz would be my number five. My number five is a tie, Family Guy and Letterkenny. It's one of those shows like I could watch seven, eight episodes in a night of Family Guy. Or I could go on Hulu and watch Letterkenny. I've never done Letterkenny yet. Yeah, obviously, Family Guy. You and I have watched for, for years now. But uh, that's it, that's like is it? It's not. What is it, like Irish comedy? Oh, they're Canadian. Oh, they're Canadian. Okay, they're not like kids in the hall, though, right? No, dude. <laughs> so the, the episode I just watched. The four there's uh, the brother, sister, and then his two best friends are sitting around playing cards, and they and they're very like the puns are flying, you know, and their one mm -hmm. buddy's not <laughs> the one buddy's not paying attention really, and they're like, "Hey, Darry, what's going on?" He goes, uh, "I can't unhear something I heard today," and he said, "What?" He said, "You know, Mrs. So and So, whatever, M Mrs. Johnson, I'll say." down the street and they're like yeah she has like 17 kids he goes too many kids i don't even know how many count he goes well i yeah. was uh i was walking down the street and uh and the wind was coming down the and the wind was blowing and then as i walked past her i heard <laughs> and they go yeah well that's not abnormal i mean it's you know you can whistle while you're walking he goes it's pretty hard to whistle when you're eating an ice cream cone <laughs> <laughs> So oh, then they God. had a debate over what it would actually sound like if her, 
So the girl's like, well, she's a little older, and her and her uh, her uh, trimming isn't as well, so it would sound like hair rustling a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guy said, I think it would sound like a balloon letting air out really quick. <laughs> and the other guy said, it sounded like a lightsaber, more like a. oh dude so like just like they they talk like slow but rapidly you know what i mean i don't know how to explain it it's hard to keep up with ladder kenny family guy i always watch them too what's your number four my number four ozark uh it's one that i put off for a long time when i say a long time probably like a year and a half so it's People talking about it, and then when I finally sat down and watched it, it was like, holy shit, I can't believe I waited this long to watch this show. I mean, dude, Jason Bateman takes it takes it to a whole nother level. Oh, uh, dude, si- it, silent assassin kind of guy in that, you know? Oh, it's crazy, and the fact that we both have a severe disdain for the daughter because she seems to fuck everything up. Yeah, oh yeah, especially the first uh, two seasons. But the uh, and the older guy, the bearded guy, um, shit, it's in bad with names at this point. The guy they rented the house from? Not the guy. Well, he was cool as hell, but no, the guy that was like that had the poppy fields. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You want to talk about somebody who's? You said silent assassin. That is a cold-hearted motherfucker right there. No, his wife is brutal. Oh, she was savage. She was a complete savage. Smoking hot the- body and a train wreck of a face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she oh, she's definitely like a fifty footer. Yeah, no doubt so, nine iron there. That'd be my four. I d- that did not make my list because I it's not one of those shows I go back to and watch over and over again. It, mm-hmm. it was that good. It's you know kind of like there's other shows like that that were that good that uh, I just don't go to a lot because they're that good. Um, yeah. My number four, the In Betweeners. I don't know if you've ever watched this. Uh, no. I told Ferrar about it. Uh, it's four buddies. Well, it's three buddies, and this new kid comes to school, and he got he got bullied in <laughs> private school. <laughs> so his mom brings him to public school, and he wears like a suit jacket and carries a briefcase, and uh, everybody's busting his balls. And then at the end of the day, like he gets stuck with these three dudes. At the end of the day, they're walking out of school, and his mom pulls up to pick him up, and she is smoking hot. <laughs> and they're like, yo, is that your mom? She's fit. And uh, they just bust his balls constantly about how hot his mom is. That's awesome. It's 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 our mentality, one hundred and ten percent. I told Townsy about it recently. He was cracking up after he watched the first season of it. Uh, oh, and then the other guy, they tell him his dad's a bender. <laughs> He's my dad's not bent. It means gay over there. <laughs> and then all the parents say, "We know you're gay. It's, it's cool. It's no problem." <laughs> so that was my number four. You gotta check that out. That's on that's on Netflix right now. Oh, I'll have to check that out. And there's two movies. So number three. Uh super hot right now. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai did not make my list. It's it's gonna be it's already one of those ones that I will definitely go back and watch again. You've seen this season, right? Yes. Amazing. It, every season makes the original movies better. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. It's, you know, I thought the first season, because they did so many, like, homage to the movie type things, it, it had almost had a coordinates to it. 
but they've totally gotten away from that and it's it's now it's like must see tv yeah and it, here's the thing a lot of people don't understand that episode that season was already shot for youtube and it's been sitting for like two years that's crazy since it was on youtube whatever years ago when i told you about it Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's just been held on to, and then Netflix bought it. So now they're re- now they got like real writers, and you know what I mean. Like, so now they're going to advance it even a little bit more with ne- with Netflix's writers. So that should help. Um, great great show though. My number three, Seinfeld. I watch this show almost every night going to bed. Yeah, it's I, Seinfeld. I, I can watch it anytime. It's a show that I never watched while it was on its original run um so i i can't say i've seen it from start to finish and i think that you know shame on me in that aspect but it's i'm with you if it's on tv i watch it now um way ahead of its time i think company wise you could put that on as a brand new show right now and it would still score Yep. Huge numbers week in and week out. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. It <laughs> <laughs> helps. I'm always getting out of a pool if that's the case. <laughs> I, I live in the pool. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two would be, man, this is my two and one are, two and one are kind of tough. Uh, boy. I uh, just pick one. Uh, Killing wow. me. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, number two. Boy. Um, you act like they're going to owe you money if you pick the wrong one. <laughs> I know. It's just there's, there's so much shit out there. Um, then I've watched number two, Shameless. Shameless. Another one did not make my list. Uh, love the show. Love the yeah. show. Another one didn't make my list. The Wire. You know I love that show, but yes, it's one. It's not. it's one of those shows. I'll watch it, but these are shows that I watch over and over and over. And you know, like I, even Mash, Coach. But these are more like I can binge watch at any time. That's how the way I did it. Shameless is a phenomenal show. <laughs> Every time you think it can't get more fucked up, it does. <laughs> That's just it. I mean, if did you did you ever try to go watch the original? Uh the Canadian one or English one yeah. or whatever, it sucked. It was terrible. Yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, William H. Macy makes the show. Frank Gallagher is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I always root for Lip and um and the younger brother, Carl. Oh, I always yeah. want them two to do good. Yeah, especially Lip because he's like you see that you see him. He's Frank. Suffers crazy shit. Yeah, he's Frank and he's tries so hard to not be Frank. There, there's an episode somewhere when Lip was going through the stuff with the college teacher professor mm-hmm. that it flashes back to Frank being very smart in college at a concert, and then Monica dives in his window naked trying to get away from people. And that's what fucked Frank up. He was a normal dude. And it showed yeah. you that, like, that that's basically Lip. And Lip is <laughs> falling right into that trap, you know? But it's like shit in that series that you see that you're like... <laughs> when it, the, when, when uh, Debs is 
she's I don't want to what if she passed out or or when she she <laughs> fainted from with the toe. Yeah, and he just oh, and he he walks in, grabs the thing, snips them off, and keeps them moving. Yeah, or when they had the weed truck at the basketball court, <laughs> the ice cream truck, or whatever. So many underrated characters. Kev, Kev is my favorite. I think. Yeah, uh, it, that's one of those shows that every character is important. Yeah, definitely. You know, what's your do? Uh, my number two is Blue Mountain State. We've gone over this. Being you, a football guy, I still haven't watched it. I have a list. My entire list, besides Seinfeld, I don't think you've watched. Seinfeld and Family Guy. Blue yeah. Mountain State, uh, it really starts out right in the beginning, you know, where he says, uh, winning isn't everything. Some no-talent pussy coined that phrase. <laughs> uh, that If there was uh, the best fictional coach around would be him, Marty Daniels. Uh he he was phenomenal, and then uh, you know just just in general, it's like college life and college football. It, it's it's amazing. It's a really funny show. Uh, it's not on Netflix anymore. You'd probably have to go on Prime and buy it actually. I'm, I'm and they made sure, a movie. I'm pretty sure I know your number one. Um, my number one, hands down. I don't even know why I gave it so much thought. Is is the Sopranos? Um, very good again, show. It's uh, you say binge. It's you know it's it's an hour long show. So if you're gonna binge watch, you're do- you're dedicating a day, and you might be getting half a season out. But again, prop from our generation, from the HBO, from that that click of shows that came out of HBO, to me is the cream of the crop. Jim Gandolfini, um, just the actors and actresses that were on that show all the way through the writing. Even right up till the till the lousy ending, people want to say. But there is a movie coming out now. A prequel, right? Yeah, where Jimmy Gandolfini's son is actually taking the role of Tony Soprano. Our boy Joey Diaz is in that. Coco. Yep. So I am totally uh, looking forward to that. But as far as running the gamut of emotions in that show, you hated Tony. You loved Tony. You felt for Tony. You wanted bad things to happen to Tony. It's it took you through everything, you know. And to me, that's that that binge. Uh, if, if one episode comes on, I'm hooked and I'm not turning it off probably till I fall asleep. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it, very good show. Not not for me. Uh, well, not for me to binge watch. I, I'll every once in a while, like every I don't know, I don't even know how many years it's been off now. Fifteen years, maybe. Quite a while now, yeah. I, like every, I don't know, five years ago or something, I'll turn it on and watch it again and be like, shit, I forgot how good of a show it was. Uh, my number one, Entourage. It is yeah, yep. the old, you probably figured that, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about Entourage is people think it's just about a Hollywood guy uh, and, and his Entourage, you know, based on Mark Wahlberg, basically. But there's so much depth and loyalty and you know the guy code about the the four kids from New York that go to Los Angeles and and they're making it and they're like you know they're doing it their way and you know it, it's it's there's so much emotion tied into it that a lot of people don't factor in um mm-hmm. if you ever watched a show and then you watch the movie the movie couldn't have ended any better than it did because you you feel uh drama is 
uh, Vinny Chase's younger brother in the show, which is Kevin Dillon plays drama. And he's always like, hey, is there a part for me, bro? Like, he's kind of like, he was the one that was in Hollywood first, brought the little brother out there. Little brother becomes a huge star. And now he's fighting for like bit parts, you know? Gotcha. And uh, he has a saying, and they have their own podcast called Victory, the podcast, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Kevin Dillon and the writer, Doug Allen. And then it's produced by Kevin Conley, who owns Action Park Media. Go mm-hmm. figure, all New York kind of mentality, right? Action Park Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have Victory, the podcast, and that it's all because of, well, you know I do the Auga thing. Johnny mm-hmm. Drama used to go, victory! And when the movie all ties up, that's that's the tagline. So if they never come up with a reboot or anything, it finished in the most perfect way. And it's emotional. There's highs, there's lows, but there's a lot of laughter. And everybody bitches and says, oh, wouldn't it be safe today? I 100% say, this is how we still talk to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we still bust each other's balls. We still everybody still does that. It's just they're super super scared about upsetting everybody's feelings. Fuck it. Everybody's feelings are going to get hurt at some point or another. Talk the way you're going to talk, do what you're going to do. Uh <laughs> I I'll send you a clip and just in them couple clips you'll understand what I mean. Like I think people are ready for more Ari Gold right now. He was the he was the agent that just terrorized everybody. But that was my number one. Great show. Uh, great movie. I thought the movie was great, too. Uh, realistically, I'd love to see a um, a reboot of it now. Just like now that they're 40. You know where it is and what's going on. Yeah. So that runs us through our top five shows. Uh, football's done. And now usually we do five crazy questions here. Or five crazy questions. Then the um, rabbit hole. Um but not this time. This time, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of depth here. We haven't touched on it yet. And um, we've gotten a lot of phone calls. We've gotten a lot of text messages, a lot of emails. Just people in general uh, wondering how you were doing. Uh, for yeah. our listeners and our fans, if you don't know, the big guy has been struggling mightily with COVID-19. So what from the onset, what happened? Like in the beginning, you were, it seemed like you were pretty good. Yeah, this is the longest uh, I've actually been. So uh, this, however long we've been on so far, is definitely the longest I've been talking in one shot in uh, probably well over a week. Uh, <clears throat> you could still hear probably. I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking worn down. Um, what happened was I was exposed at my job and um, I got sent for a test on Christmas Eve during the day, came home that night, I was tired, um, but I didn't think anything different because I had worked an additional shift. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what it is what it is. Uh, we went through Christmas Eve dinner. Went to bed about two in the morning. I decided to check the portal that they tell you to check to see if uh, there was any test results. And it had a weird thing on there. It said test results pending 
5.59 a.m. So I'm like, well, what? That's just kind of fucking weird to me. Which and it, That set me off right there. It's like, ah, this is going to come back not good. So I woke up, <clears throat> logged back on, sure as shit, 5, well, 6 o'clock, 6.30. Uh, sure as shit, I was positive. So right, right off the bat, you know, Merry Christmas. Uh, that changed everything for a lot of people for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the first few days, I really was pretty pretty much asymptomatic. Um, other than being just a little tired, like I said, a uh, little bit of a headache, nothing major. Um, figured, man, if this is really what it's all about, you know, I'll be through this and back to work in two weeks, and that'll be that. And then I made it through Christmas, and on the 30th, uh, started getting fevers. What what other symptoms did you have? Like, did you have, like, because people that haven't had it or are listeners or I don't even know, was it like the onset of a flu? Like, were you really achy and you're like, you're like, I always know if I'm getting a flu or something like that, like my, my big muscles hurt, like my leg muscles, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're really heavy and yeah, achy and shit like that. At first, like I said, those those days where I was pretty much still asymptomatic, <clears throat> it felt pretty much like the onset of a cold. I mean, you felt a little tired, a little run down, um, but and the muscle aches that like around that that day, that thirty to thirtieth, which would have been five or six days into it at that point. Um, it's like, oh man! Now I started having a fever. That that sucked right off the bat because it wasn't just like, you know, ninety nine or one hundred point two. That first fever I on that I got recorded was one hundred one point six, and I stayed in that range, like a one hundred one to like a one hundred two point seven, for about five days. Um, it would break and it would come right back. <sighs> And then you talk about, you want to say them like the muscle aches? Yeah, that's when it really kicked in. Like my lower back, my hips, my legs, my knees, anything that normally hurts is magnified times 10. That had to drain your energy, all that fever. Because a lot of it is you're at that point, you're so tired. You're just trying to find a comfortable position to stay in. And I don't care. As they say, I can't imagine older people would, when they get bed sores, it's because, you know, you're stuck in this one position. It just there after like three days of that, there was not a position that was comfortable because you'd already been laying in that position for two hours or three hours or five hours. Right. Um, well, plus, yeah. plus you were, you're trying not to give it to the rest of your family. So you're kind of limited as to where you can go. Right. Yeah. Been in my bedroom. Uh, from here to the bathroom, back and forth is the only thing I've seen since uh, Christmas Day. Jesus, that sucks. So you told us your symptoms. You told us what what helped you. Like, <clears throat> did you drink Gatorade? Did you know? Like, what 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 helped you in between? Well, like showers, you know, usually like a hot shower. Or yeah, stuff every like that? day, definitely. It was like kind of like timing the shower because you wanted to take the shower 
before the fever kicked back up because as soon as I, you know, as soon as I knew I was getting a fever again, it was because the chills were starting. So the last thing you want to be is fucking butt naked, chilled as you're trying to take a shower. And then what happens there is, all right, so I turn the hot water up to get to make it feel better. Well, all you're doing is intensifying your fever at that point. Right. So it was kind of like a craft shoot, get in, get out, get changed, get back in bed, get bundled up. Um, I lost taste on um, New Year's. New Year's Eve, I lost taste. So, that would be a good time to do like the toe of Satan and all that shit. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> or the worms or the crickets. Anything at that point. <laughs> um, but with no appetite whatsoever. Um, you know, Carly was bringing stuff up. Because um, there was, you know, and that's, listen, it's it's New Year's. Do something, you know. So she she made a nice dinner that I tasted none of. Um Basically, what I've been living on for the most part, I'd say the last two weeks, green tea, um, Gatorade. Um, the last couple days, I've been a little hungrier, so I had uh, some instant oatmeal and a ramen soup last night. Um, still real no appetite. I mean, I've got plenty of shit that kind of like got enough stuff through DoorDash and having her go to the store and pick stuff up to where I'm sequestered in here and I have enough stuff, but I just don't really have that appetite yet. But now I'm to the point where I got to force myself to eat a little bit more because I'm not going to get any stronger, regardless if I'm hungry or not, you're not going to get your strength back if you're not eating. So, right. Uh, at, at any point there, um, a lot of people were very nervous for you. Were you ever nervous? Did it ever get to a point where you were nervous? Yeah, Monday when I went to the hospital, on Monday, I was nervous. My chest was really, really tight uh, Sunday, going into Sunday night. And I had started to have trouble laying down because my chest would tighten up and I would. Uh, just really not be breathing well. So I'd sit back up and it's like, you, you find yourself gasping for breath. So I took the shower on Sunday afternoon. I was watching, trying to watch some football and I got out of the shower and I literally, I, I'm dressed in a blanket wrapped around me and I was sitting straight up on the edge of the bed for three hours and kind of dozing in and out. But the, oh, I did it. It, you know, it was the only way at that point where I felt any relief and was able to breathe freely. So that night I knew it was going to be rough. I couldn't find a position to sleep in. So I didn't sleep at all Sunday night to Monday and Monday morning. Well, the doctor um, was like, yeah, you probably should go into the ER. So they did a bunch of scans and some blood work. And you know, luckily um, my lungs were clear. What's what's was what's and it's still causing an issue right now is I have um <clears throat> what the hell they call it? It's like a spa it's a spasm of your uh your chest. Um the muscle spasm that kind of lock up and makes it hard to take deep breaths and stuff like that. It's got nothing to do with fluid, it's got nothing to do with COVID. It's just kind of a a, a side effect from coughing and having that tightness. 
Um, so I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, what was it from being dehydrated? But no. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. They, um, did they give you a steroid or anything for to kind of get you some strength back? Or in the IV, they gave me a steroid and they gave me something like an albuterol to help open my chest back up. And while I was at the hospital, I felt great. You know, I actually came home that night and slept great. I know my chest was open again, but now the steroids only got a three-day shelf life, and I'm starting to get that tightness again to where I called before we got on the phone today. I called my doctor and see if he can call in another steroid to help with that because some of that tightness is coming back. Um, but again, that's not COVID-related. It's just it's a spasm. It's a spasm in my chest that makes everything get tight. Yeah. So, um Hopefully that'll be called in and I haven't had a fever now since, uh, Monday morning was the last fever I've had. So I've gone for knock on wood. It's 48 hours now, right? Uh, so hopefully that's, that's a good sign and I'm on the mend and we'll we'll go from here. So now it's just about getting my strength back up and, uh, I plan on knock on wood without any more. <clears throat> complications i'm gonna i'm off uh through the weekend i'm gonna try to go back to work monday yeah i mean i i would imagine that a doctor would have to clear that right yeah, you have to have so many negative tests no they didn't say anything about negative tests they just said no symptoms for no symptoms for 72 hours right now i've still got the tightness in the chest so it's technically still a symptom that I'm still taking medication for, so, you know. Yeah. Now, my ne- you know my ne- my nephew Troy, his mm-hmm. his former girlfriend, she's married now, and she ran marathons. She was a high uh, nutritionist. Uh, I think they did a, a a special on her on NBC. She had it in the spring and is still messed up now. Like it's attacks everybody a little different, you know. And um, you you don't know you don't know the duration and you don't know what's going to affect you the most. Yeah, here it is. What nine months later, almost well, ten months later, probably, and her husband still has to help her get up and walk her to the bathroom, or just she's getting dizzy spells and all this kind of craziness. And this is somebody who ran a marathon, you know, not yeah. not fat guys like us, you know. So yeah. You don't know when it's going to hit or, or how long it's going to hit. Um, but I can tell you a lot of our fans reached out. They reached out on the page. You saw that uh, Instagram, face, you know, uh, text messages, emails. So, I mean, everybody's behind you hoping you get better. Yeah, um, definitely. To anybody who's out there listening, season two debut, um, you know, tried as best I could to keep up. A lot of times, I was literally just too tired to try to text back, but I knew I knew you were out there help telling people what was going on and um, trying to keep people updated. Um, all your thoughts, all your prayers, mean the world. It definitely got me through. Um, still not out of the woods yet. No, but I think I'm in a better place now this week than I was at the same point seven days ago. So. So hopefully next week, this time you're even better, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Uh, 
obviously you won't be in studio for a little while yet just because it's just yeah. smart to keep it that way right now. That's it. The smart play is going to be, you know, we did this this way today and I can anticipate next week too. just for listen for your health too. I want to make sure I am. I'd like to be at least seven or 10 days symptom free before I'm around other people because listen, you, I don't wish this shit upon anybody. You know, and again, it, it could be one of those things to where we could hang out for an entire day and you contract it and you never get a symptom. Or I could be around you for 10 minutes, you contract it and you get every symptom in the book. There's no way to tell. I know. And that's, and that's what people were like. They're like, hey, man, do you got to be worried? I'm like, actually, I saw him the day before he contracted, <laughs> he contracted it. Yeah. Just because because we know the time frame and who was what we're just yep. unfortunate, but fortunate in that way, in that aspect of to know when and how, yeah. um, which there's some people that don't know how at all, you know? Um, I think, I think I don't want to keep you on any longer. We're going to skip the GMAC throwback this week. We'll throw it on next week when you're a little healthier. I've kept you on for 45 minutes. Um, I do. I do have one really good rabbit hole. I, I, I said I wasn't going to go down it. Okay. Um, dude, I am absolutely because I've had nothing to do but watch fucking TikTok and YouTube and and everything else. Jess Lee Walk went I, viral today, by the way. I saw that. That's awesome. Uh, like like thousand, multiple thousands of of views, right? Uh two hundred and fifty thousand. That's insanity. That's awesome. Crazy. Yep. But my thing in, we always talk about Portnoy and Barstool Sports. Dude, I am completely enthralled and have been watching hours upon hours of his pizza reviews. Oh, dude. Some of them are awesome. Some of them are crazy. Did you see the one where the the guy? (laughs) Did you see the one where the guy comes by and he's got a suitcase? And he goes, don't give it to a crackhead. And then he's walking by, and he goes, and then the camera pans over, and the guy's got no arms, and he goes, how's he pulling that? Frankie, how's he pulling that? <laughs> he's got like a toe behind. He's got a toe behind suitcase behind him. Or another one, a guy comes up and goes, you know where the plastic machine is? He goes, well, I'm trying to do a pizza review here. And the lady's like, it sucks. He's like, don't film me. He goes, I'm just trying to do my thing. He goes, this guy's got blood leaking out of his face asking for a plastic machine. Like, because, you know, he's just standing on the sidewalk. Oh, with the box wide open. Yeah. Like, going to town, really putting, really going to thought. And it's funny to watch. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'd pay dollar. I'd pay two fifty for that slice. One bite, everybody knows the rules, but he eats the whole fucking piece. Yeah, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Yeah, and he'll he'll even go into his second his second piece before he gives his fucking review sometimes. But then he'll give the whole pie away to people standing there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he the fact that he the first and I think what got me was the first one I watched, he had on like the velour tracksuit with no shirt underneath his yes. gold. Yes. No, this is great. <laughs> this is freaking great. So yeah, that's that's my little rabbit hole that's been keeping me going the last day or two. Guess what Barstool put up yesterday or like some point this week? What's that? Shane Falco shirts. Did they really? Yes. Sentinels <laughs> Falco 16. That's awesome. Yeah. And then like he's got the scumbags with the Philly. Oh, <laughs> that's, 
they, they, if you, they got great merch over there. They've got so many good shit. I, I think, I think what was awesome was the Giants getting knocked out. Well, the Cowboys got knocked out of the playoffs. They, no, none of them teams deserved to be in anyway. Uh, the Cowboys, all they had to do was win. But then <laughs> the Giants win, and then they got the nerve to be mad because Philly lost. Right? And yeah, like that's the Philly special now. Deserve, you really think you deserve to be in the playoffs of six and ten? Give me a fucking break. Right. Right. Like, come on, man. Win two more games and you won you, you barely beat a Cowboys team with Mike McCarthy who's a complete jerk off, don't know how to coach. You know? I mean, you, was was it a scumbag move? Yeah, absolutely it was. But listen, if you lost out because you were eight and eight <laughs> or nine and seven. I'll give you some credence, but you don't deserve to make the playoffs of six and ten, regardless. Here's the one defense I'll give to Doug Peterson: you have players that you know need to be uh, evaluated because they didn't really see time, and you're you're moving on from Wentz, right? And you're doing these other yeah. things, and then <laughs> if you win that game, you go from picking like fifth to picking like tenth. That's a big drop. Yeah, it is. And, you know, going to the future, I would pick fifth as well. He, uh, and fuck he the Giants. He <laughs> did prove that, that Sudfeld is, is not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah um, when he took the snap off his shin, I was like, well, all right, not much more could go wrong for this poor bastard today. Yep. So, overall, not a bad uh, first week back. Uh, we didn't get a little crazy. We didn't. We didn't do anything uh, abnormal. Um, you know, nice. we didn't do any five crazy questions. Uh, let me see if I can pull something up here. Maybe, maybe I can ask you something. Yeah, I got some, if you got some trivia close by. Hold on a second here. I'm looking to see if I can find that. You know, them internet, ask the internet stuff? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see if I can. Uh, no, there's there's like comedy one. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> Dead air. Dead air. I don't know where it went. I know I follow them. I just don't know where it went. They have some funny ones. Mm-mm. Hold on a second. You know how it works here. When you need to find something, it's not. It won't be there. It won't be there, right? Just takes me a second to find it. Answer the internet. That's the one. What TV character most represents you? TV character? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Doug from uh, whatchamacallit? <laughs> Doug from uh, King of Queens? Yeah. Um, yeah, in a good day. Uh, I, I could go with that. Last week or so, I would probably go more with uh, Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been rubbing my knee now for about 14 days with this whole COVID shit, but uh, yeah, no, no. I, I like the Doug Heffernan. That's my dude. 
What do you do when you have to shit when you're at a girl's house? Shit. I don't, these are just some of the things. Could you date someone who has an OnlyFans account? Probably not. No, I'm too... Uh, yeah, no, I'm a jealous type. Ain't gonna happen. Uh... Let me see. If you could be a ghost and haunt one person, who would it be? Haunt one person? Yeah. <clears throat> oh boy. Um Am I am I just screwing with them or I don't know. Whatever. I wanna be like Casper, like the friendly ghost. I don't know. You'd be pretty fun actually. You're a dick. <laughs> Lights to be going on and shit. Oh, yeah. I would ask you this one, but I know you don't have it. You don't have game Giant like that. splash of water up your asshole as you're taking a shit. Yeah, ice cold water, too. Okay. Uh, I, I guarantee you don't have it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the best okay. made-up story you've told to hook up with someone? A made-up story? Yeah. Yeah, I don't Never, never went down that. Never. Here you go. If you could describe your significant other as a day of the week, which day would it be? My significant other as a day of the week. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. That's That's a weird one. I can't say... Fuck, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough one, man. Yeah. I guess Saturday. Everybody looks forward to Saturday. I look forward to seeing her at the end of the day, so... I'll be nice. He just says Saturday. That's great. Well, no, that... Uh, listen, I thought you would have said Friday night, because it's fun. <clears throat> at least you didn't say Monday. everybody fucking hates Mondays yeah so some poor bastards out there going every fucking day is a Monday with this one yeah seven days a week it'll begin with M-O-N yeah yeah well buddy I hope I hope this made you feel better I hope it like took you out of your headspace a little bit and uh, helped you know what we were trying to do here I'll save the GMAC throwback for next week um, I think a good show to start, you know, considering what, what we're at, uh, yeah. now in your next week of boredom, you got to come up with five crazy. We got to bring them back next week. Yeah. I think now that I'm, like I said, hopefully I feel like I'm on start to be on the mend. And if that's the case, uh, yeah, I got some time on my hands and I, I, I could promise you five good ones for next week. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, it feels refreshing. Like, I'm refreshed after them couple weeks off, them three weeks Yeah, to come back. Uh, it feels good. Uh, our, our download numbers have been great. So, um, yeah, we got to just keep plugging along. But and if, again, everybody, everybody that's reached out to me directly or through the show or to George, you know, it means the world to me. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's nice to know that uh, I got so many people out there that do care about me. That's awesome. Uh, why don't you take us home, buddy? All right. For GMAC, this is Winnie on the Mend. Episode 1, Season 2 is in the books. 
And for the Outlaw Blitz podcast, as always, take a deep. The Outlaw Blitz podcast is a 24 cross media production.